Ready? Yeah, man. Welcome back to the <laughs> Men on the Internet podcast. Uh, a podcast where intelligent men. Now we about to turn. Uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> what voice was that? <laughs> That's my NPR voice. Uh, hey guys, welcome to government funded NPR. What's that name? What name do you go by with, on NPR? Gupta. <laughs> Why you gotta be Indian <laughs> and not even a real Indian name? <laughs> I don't know where you come from. You know they they got them voices where it's like, where the hell are they from? <laughs> well. The Iranians were fighting with the charcuteries. It's so the charcuteries, like, the charcuteries. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. The charcuteries are going hard, especially when they ain't got the meat in it. Hey, no, I don't run that. Hey, way. what's a real educated Haitian name? Ooh, well, everybody's name is Jean. But like, what, like, what would be like a like a edge? Like, I guess Jean could be edu- educated as well. Well, there's always a hyphen. So my grandpa's name was Jean Brisson. Oof. I, in America, that sound all right. Yeah. In, in, in Creole, that sound like, damn, he's violent. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, Brisson. Yeah. But, like, if you say it with the Frenchness to it, like, Jean Brisson, it's like, ooh, interesting. I don't know. Je- you know, like, how they have, like, nerdy names here? Like, what's a nerdy... American name? N- a nerdy... No. Uh, a nerdy uh, Haitian name? Yeah. Man. Probably some American name. Like, his mom was like, you're going to fit in. You're Samuel. Samuel, Samuel. <laughs> Ooh, yo, when you put that Haitian French Creole thing on it, it makes all them names sound fire. Say my name if I was Haitian. Sunil. <laughs> <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Uh, I don't know. Sunil. <laughs> Monsieur Sunil. <laughs> you always gotta be like before. What's your um, What's your Haitian name? Kelvi Joseph. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Bosch season seven. It's the last season. And one of the main characters, he's Haitian. And in this, these last two seasons, it's been real Haitian. Like, he's speaking Creole, and it, it, they're dealing with, like, people in the Haitian community and stuff like that. You know this actor? I forget his name. He was also in The Wire. He played Marlo Stansfield. No. He was also in um, he- um, Heroes. Oh, uh, uh, he has I don't a know scar who on that his is, face. but I know who you're talking yeah, about. He's yeah, he's a dope, yeah. dope actor. I know who you're talking about. Um... Shoot, am I related to him? Probably. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> um, you Haitian I, I, and in the industry? Y'all definitely related. He always plays Haitian. Nah, he doesn't. That's the thing. This is the first time I've ever seen him play a Haitian. Oh, maybe in Heroes he kind of played. I was saying Heroes. No, but time. Heroes he was like a, he might have been Haitian, but he was more like this like dark guy with powers, right? So, but he might have been the Haitian, but in know. in The Wire he was just like, a dude, gang. No, the, he was the shot caller of the of the gang. I need to look this guy up. So yeah, I can see his face. So what's his name again? Um, so he played Marlo Stansfield in The Wire. He's in Bosch. Marlo Stansfield. Okay. Oh, Jamie Hector. Yeah. Is he Haitian? I don't know, but he that plays one on like, that. But he's from New York, so he probably is Haitian. He looks Haitian from from where I'm sitting. His Creole sounded impeccable. Clearly, I don't know what Creole. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's Haitian. He's of okay. Haitian descent. Yeah. As soon as I see Brooklyn, I was like, ah, are you either Haitian <laughs> or you Dominican, you J- Jamaican. <laughs> uh, what else did they got over there? Mm, Cubans, not really. That's yeah, Miami. Florida, it's Florida. Um, when I lived in Florida, it was it was New York, just in the South. <laughs> <laughs> it was Haitians, Cubans, Dominicans. And Haitians. The and Caribbeans, well represented. Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaicans. Yeah. I kind of miss Florida a little bit. 
Dude, I, when I lived on the East Coast, I, I've been, I talked to somebody actually at work because they came from the East Coast or they were in St. Louis or something. I don't know. But um, I was talking to somebody on the East Coast and they said, what do you like better, um, East Coast or California? I said, well, California's home. My family's here. My friends are here. The weather's nicer. But the thing about the East Coast is they have way more like culture. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, they have the Caribbean stuff all the way out there like you can't find like really good caribbean food here you're not finding caribbean like spots that are playing caribbean music at the yeah. clubs and stuff like that yeah and it's a different on the thing. east coast you could find that like everywhere like it's it's major yeah it, it's um it's like the further you go the just like i don't actually want to say less culture because it's just a different culture because mm. california got mad mexican yeah, you know. but it's not, I mean, diverse cultures. I guess, I mean, California definitely has diverse cultures, but I'm yeah. saying, like... It's not the same. Exactly. Because like, the thing is, we far from the islands. True. And then people was like, yo, man, we took a boat here. <laughs> now we got to drive. But you know what's funny is our weather is probably more similar to the islands than New York, for sure. New York got that humidity, though. Yeah, but they got that snow, too, and you oh, know none of them funny. island people ever saw snow before. But, but Brooklyn Haitians... <laughs> This might be something. Ty, cut this up for the uh, <laughs> for the Instagram. <laughs> Who is the snootiest Haitian? And I'll tell you, it's uh, New York Haitian. Really? They, they think that they's built different, and we are. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also a Floridian, so <laughs> you can claim whatever yeah, whatever uh, convenient at the po- yeah, moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely a Fort Lauderdale Haitian. Too. <laughs> There's definitely a difference between Hialeah, Miami, and uh, Fort Lauderdale Haitian. There's mm. a difference. And we are 45 minutes away, 40 minutes away. But there's a difference. Right. Them New York, the, the New York Haitians are in Miami. And then we're like, once they realize, like, that's kind of dangerous out there. <laughs> Let me go to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Y'all answer. Who's the snootiest Haitian? I know. One of the homies from back home is about, is about to comment on this one. Um, but, yeah, how was your week? Um, week's been good, man. Really productive. Um, like we talked about, I started my YouTube channel. Growing. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been go, it's gonna go going. Pre- it's been going pretty good. Definitely better than expected. So, been, uh, you know, really working on that after work and whatnot. Um, yeah, man, focused on just leveling up. Let's go. Level up. Let's go. Level up, level up, level up. What about you, man? We never talk about your week. How was your week? Nah, man. You know, it's cool anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why. <laughs> nah, it was cool. Um, I actually had a little bit of disappointments this week. Um, we lost a really big contract mm. that I was super excited about doing. Um, they said it had nothing to do with us. You know, we want to move in a different direction and all that stuff. But, like, come on. <laughs> Contract um, wasn't signed. There was a contract, but no, nothing was happening. Gotcha. Like there was pre, pre, pre production stuff happening, mm. but um, I knew from the first meeting mm, this may not go how I wanted it to go, right. and they kept like pushing it and pushing it and all that kind of stuff. So once it finally came through, I knew it wasn't going to happen. You know, for a month, but I was, I kept every time I asked, they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're down." So I was like, all right, but in the back of my mind, you know, you know when things ain't flush, right? You know, so um, when it finally came through, I was a little bit disappointed, especially because you know some of the things that we're already working on um, are are sort of difficult, and we've reached a funky place on that. 
Um, and retention is key. Right. Like you have to retain your client, you, even if it's a difficult client. Though, like there's, if it's a impossible client, let them go. But a difficult client who pays all your bills, like right. Keep Especially them. if you're in a growing phase, right? You can't be too, too picky. picky. But yeah, once you, you like, once you build, then you could yeah, it's decide all who you want to work with. And there's there's some cool stuff actually coming on the way um, for Q4. Um, a couple of cool places that nice. want to showcase the work. Okay, you, know? you say you say KKL Productions go international? Yeah. <laughs> you say KKL, KKL Productions getting their passports together? Yeah, listen, man. Hey. Hey, here's the thing. We have a couple of cool outlets that I had some conversations with this week. Mm. Um, some of them are actually so big that I'm like, I don't know if I really deserve to be here. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not quite hey, there You ain't yet. telling nobody, though. You just fake it till you make right, it. Right. You know, but some of it is also because, like, it could bring me so much business mm-hmm. that I don't have the time to properly grow. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the lessons I'm learning right now is just making sure that all your ducks are in a row. Right. You know, make sure everything is set because make sure that the people you work with are, have the same vision as you. They know what you want, you know, and that's what some of the difficult things that come along with um, this position where it's like, okay, we're, we're making things happen. But at the same time, too, like, I, I'm very much so a keep the client, make them happy type of person. And um, at the same time, too, like, not everybody thinks that same way. Right. And I also like one of the difficulties for me is this working from home thing. I really don't like it. Mm. I just I don't like it because it it's hard to keep everybody accountable for what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, I want to make sure when the opportunity comes, I'm ready to meet it Um, because I don't want no big, big, big client to come and talk to me. And then everybody that's supposed to be doing their jobs is is not you know, right. um, and and there's other difficulties that come along with that too. Like some of our key people stepping out for a little bit, and it's like, oof, it makes things difficult, you know. So yeah, it's really important to understand what you can and can't handle. Yeah, oh, That's like one of the keys, I think, for people to just to be successful. Like successful people tend to know what their limits are, and they're really honest with themselves as far as like what they can do and what they can't do. And what I've noticed is successful people are really good at saying no. Yeah, they're good at saying no and when when to say no. Right. Because, like, there are some – there's a lesson that I learned a few years ago. I was working at a college, and I had these ideas on growth. I was like, yo, we seem to be having issues on growing this campus. I have an idea. We can take this from X amount of students. Let's say it's 100 students. My idea can take us from 100 to 250 for sure. And I presented it, and the campus president was just like, yeah, that will work, but I don't want to do it. And I, at the time, was like, what? And he was like, we are a very slow-growing, slow-moving campus. We don't have everything that it takes to house 250 students. We don't have the teachers for it. We don't have the space for it we don't have that so right now it's all about making sure we have a predictable pattern of business Mm -hmm. for a while for like the next 10 years and i was like ah (laughs) ah 
Yeah, because uh, I think a lot of people just um, feel like it's all go, 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 go. But you got to really build that foundation, really know, yeah. you know, what you're capable of at 100%, right? Because once you know what you're capable of at 100%, then you could realize, okay, what my 80% will look like, what my 90% will look like. Because right. if you think you're 100% is at a certain point, but that's what somebody expects at 80, 90%, and then you water yourself down even more, yeah. then you start looking really funky and it can mess up your whole thing. Yeah. I've done it too. When I was running my own business, you know, I got a little bit hot, doing really, really well, mm-hmm. start feeling yourself. But once you start doing well, that's when more opportunities come. Mm-hmm. But if you're not like, like you could be doing well without really still being where it's like muscle memory that you could yeah. still do well, right? Right, right. And so it still takes a lot of energy. It still takes a lot of work. and th- But then it gets to a point where once you master it, it becomes easier to put out the same type of production, right? Right, right, right. Like just like working out, right? If you It gets easier to lift a certain weight once you've done it more and more times. But if you start adding weight before you've gotten to that point, yeah, then you start to struggle again. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing to understand. And one thing that I've gotten better at personally is just being able to say no and be like, can't take every opportunity that comes your way. You really got to yeah. focus on what's important to you. Yeah. And, and that, that's, in, that's important. And just like that whole working out thing that you said, like imagine being able to lift that new weight you have to take the that period of time to lift that new weight. Right. Even though I can do it, it that's not a sign to say, go to the next level immediately. Well, can you do it 10 times? Mm. Can you do it 12 times? Or can you do it so much to the point where like... It feels like a lower weight. Yeah, exactly. used to feel for you. And then we're going to take more. Right. And that more, just because now you've mastered that 245 plates, that next level you're going to have a bigger jump. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when you put 10 more pounds onto it, it's just going to be like, oh, that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but then if you put a 25 plate on it, you start really right. feeling it. Yeah. So it's it's just like, that's where we are right now. Um, every day is a new lesson. You know, every day is a new lesson. There's a lot of frustrations that come with it. Yeah. Um, and that's why even when I was speaking to these publications, like one of the really big ones, I was like, I don't actually think I'm ready for this. And they were surprised to hear that. Because, of course, everybody wants to be on this. Yeah. And I was like, I just am not there. Like, I, I know I have this opportunity, and it's crazy that I'm speaking to you. But if you give me this shot, and then Walmart comes to me and says, yo, we need 10 commercials, I can't. I can't do it. I, it's not that I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can but we just don't have the infrastructure to make it seamless. Right. And it will become very difficult. So maybe in six months, we could be there. And that's tough because you maybe that opportunity isn't there in six months, but you just have to have faith that it, something it, else will be there. If it's not one thing, it's another. Right. You know, if if it's not Walmart. but and, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Right. Like, I remember a few years ago, I booked a TV show. And... I did the TV show, and my very next audition, it was another TV show, but it was to be uh, a lead, like the the main character. Mm -hmm. The main character who they had dropped out last second. Okay. And it was a sports show. At the time, I was super fit, and and I booked it on the spot. They called my agent. By the time I got to the car, my agent was like, we're shooting in two days. Wow. 
And my mom called me and was like, yo, I need you to come to Florida. And I was like, what's up? She said she was sick, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff happened. I would, And I went back into the, the casting room that same moment. The moment I booked it live. And I went, walked right back in there. And I was like, yo, my mom is sick. I need to go to Florida. Can we push the shoot a couple days? They said, no. We, they had rented a school. They spent all this money. And they were like, the only reason you're here is because the main guy did this exact thing. Mm. So I called my agent. And I was like, my mom is sick. I need to go to Florida right now, tomorrow. And she was like, another opportunity will come. No biggie. That's and, dope. and I was like, whoa. This is like a lot of money. Because it was like 12 episodes like that. Wow. And each one is like 30 grand. Mm, wow. So I was like, I can't even believe my agent is saying that. But I'm on a hot streak. Right. I did a TV show. This is my next one. In my head, I was like, I'm about to book again. Right. Like, as soon as I come back, I'll book another one. Man, I never booked. <laughs> that was like eight years ago. Wow. <laughs> um, so sometimes it doesn't come. And, and or it takes a long time. Like, look at Dave Chappelle. His opportunity took like 10 years. Right. You know, so. And look, sometimes when it takes that long, the peak is much higher. Mm. You know what I mean? So like Dave Chappelle taking that long, understanding and maybe being, um, being like used by the industry in the way that he did, mm-hmm. he was gave him the lessons to where when he did get his show and he realized, hey, this isn't what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. He had the understanding to walk away, and because he has already found happiness without the industry, he could walk away from it, come back, and he even be bigger because of it. Mm-hmm. Now he gets to call all the shots, right? Right, and it's all because of that. Just. Um, Minutia, whatever. They well, call it. I, I think it's just more understanding, and it's like he's he has a life outside of it, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's what what's really important. A lot of times, what we do becomes who we are, mm-hmm. and um, that could be dangerous, especially if because sometimes things are up and down, up and down. We see it, like you know, we were talking. We didn't get to it last week, but you know, um, we were talk, we talked a little bit about mental health and with some of these athletes, and you notice that a, sometimes these athletes when the sport gets taken away from them, they, they start getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, something that... or even like they lost purpose. Yeah, even like um, actors that uh, the, the show gets canceled or whatever, you know? It's like that thing that was you is gone. Now it's like, who am I? You know? That's kind of what happened with COVID. Because imagine all the people that lost their jobs, right? And yeah. then they're like sitting at home, gained, gaining weight, depressed, you know, sad. And... And you don't even realize... Have time to think. Not only that, too, right? Like, you, yeah, you have the time to think. You have time to learn about your spouse. Yeah. Who you're like, damn, I don't even know if I like them. Right. Right? But, you know, people who go to work every day, they feel like they're lost in their job. Like, oh, I just, you know... Hate it. Yeah, I don't like it. I wish I could be at home more. Mm -hmm. But then you get what you wish for. Right. And then that... That sucks. <laughs> like, Dang, I need to get back to the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and then you're like, oh, shoot. Like, everybody has purpose. Right. The, the, the search for purpose is not even one that you have to put thought into because your own mind will eventually just be like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. What did you do today? Yeah. It takes it takes a while. Like, it could you could go six months chilling mm-hmm. and feel completely fine. Then one day you wake up and then you're just like, whoa. 
And it's crazy how much, like, one could gain or lose in that time period, right? right? I've been realizing, like, so when I moved to California, it was kind of like a restart for me. Mm. I was, and um, that was about, like, two years ago or whatnot. And I think I had, like, this moment sometime last week where I was like, dang, like, I've come a long way. And it was more, not just necessarily, like, financially and where I was in life, but just, like, emotionally. Mm. I realized, I was like, man, like, you know, like, I, I'm not as down as I ever used to be in the past. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm never down now. And, like, things wow. are going well. Like, what we're doing here, I think, is awesome. Right. Um, you know, the stuff with uh, the YouTube channel, the community that I build, like, the, um, it's just, like, stuff that I do tends to go well. Mm-hmm. You know when you get in those things where you're just like, wow, everything kind of is, like, just going good. Yeah, and, you're just, right. and you just, like, kind of notice it. And you're like, this is new. <laughs> and it's How'd like, I get here? <laughs> and I remember I've had moments like this in my, in my past, but sometimes you just think it, you know, you think it's all you and mm-hmm. you end up like getting arrogant about it. At least me personally, I got arrogant about it, cocky and all this kind of stuff. And then it gets taken away and it's just like, yo, what happened? Thinking back, I'm just like, wow, you know, you took things for granted. Like instead of just enjoying the moment or realizing what caused you to be successful. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. like now I think, you know, if I, you know, when I get to a level of success that I'm looking for, I feel like I'll be able to appreciate it more, sustain it longer, and um, it'll be something that's like stationary just because of the way I'll be able to handle it and also the understanding that you get to the point of how it, how to be successful. Right. right? Sometimes you're doing it just purely on talent or kind of like talent plus luck and stuff like that. Right. Timing versus understanding stuff, yeah. what caused you to get to that point creating a system yep like that that's one of the things that i am learning now mm-hmm. you know and i every day like a system got me here but then i I'm, I'm i need another system to get to another place right and you know so it's it's crazy the things that you wish for you don't know what comes what's the back catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> with that you know like you're just reading the title of a book right but then it's like, damn, this this book got chapters to it. Yep. And you got to read all them footnotes. Like you can't just yeah. <laughs> you got to look up stuff you don't know. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's also inspiring, you know, and it's exciting, you know. Um, there's a lot of frustrations that I kind of like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, losing this contract this week, I sat in my car for a bit, and I know if this was five years ago, I would have been really down about it. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say I'm not down about it. I haven't really put much thought about it after Friday. But I emailed the company and was just like, hey, if there's anything I could have done to make this a little bit better, that's it. Let me know. You know? Um, And then I keep kind of just, all right, well. (laughs) What can you do, right? You can't, you know. Dwelling on it doesn't get it, change anything, you know? No. Uh, And and you also can't blame yourself that much. Like, you're not going to work with everybody right you're just not and um and it's okay and and on average like failure works failure is the greatest form of success um because now from here on now i may turn around and and look at it and say like here are some things that i if i notice in the future i'll red flag it Mm -hmm. and just not want to do this anymore um but it is exciting man it's exciting it's like a whole different form of life and i and i also think 
too, like once I get into these zones, I start thinking about personal life a lot more. You know, I fluctuate between the image of of me and other people in the future a lot. Like sometimes What do you mean by that? So sometimes like my vision of what what I'm gonna look like in ten years uh-huh. is one thing and then it changes like that. Based off of new information. Based or off just... of like what happens? What did I learn in this in gotcha. the last week? Like what did I learn? What did I accomplish? What did I do? You know, um, what, wh- how productive was I? And all the stuff like factors into my brain. Like, okay, can I do this for 20 years? Can I do this and be a husband? Can mm. I do this and be somebody's dad? Can I do this? And you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, sometimes it's yes. A lot of times it's no. You know, it's like, mm, am I creating something that is giving me difficulty in the future? Should I chillax? I don't have a 401k. You know, like mm-hmm. all these things that think that you are supposed mm, to have, you or... know, you, you, you gel with and put it inside of your head and all that stuff. And I'm definitely an overthinker sometimes. Mm-hmm. Most of my time I'm kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. But there are other times where it's like the ideas start floating around and they seed themselves. And then a, a tree of ideas start floating right. around. You I know? think it's easier to be like, it's easier to be simple or like see the easiest solution when you're trying to give other people advice or when you're like yeah. uh when you're like helping somebody else figure things out but when it comes to your own personal stuff it's complex it's complex right it's a web yeah because one thing affects another thing yep. affects another thing affects another thing um so it's it's exciting man and i seen i'm gonna shout out to some of my friends back home um i see you guys with your brow tech companies and your nail tech companies and all that stuff like wow one of my friends is i want to say she's like 25 Mm -hmm. and she just got her office space for her nail and eyebrow company that's what's up and this is a girl who you know life hit her hard quite a few times and she's leveling up you know so congratulations to everybody who's out there just absolutely you know wherever you are so it's exciting to me man and i love to see entrepreneurs actually entrepreneuring I just love seeing people win, man. Like, I think that's one thing that both of us have been pretty consistent with is like, there's no hate bone in it. Like, oh, when no, we somebody gets somebody's winning, it's like, yo, go out there and win. Like, do you? Because I even think if you lose too, like, at least you put. At least you. I think there's your, a better you know. understanding. Like, you know, and I, I don't want to take it too political because we kind of went deep in that last week. But I feel like a lot of these listen. people that hate on. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these people that kind of hate on like successful people or multi-billionaires and all this kind of stuff the evil like corporations mm-hmm. and whatnot they just don't realize how how hard it is and how much work it takes and just like it is the amount of sacrifice and they'll never realize the lows that they had to go through to be able to get there all the times that they felt like quitting or they oh, felt man. like you know this will never happen they just hate on the finished product yeah and i think the people that have gone through that um or tried even if they failed have a better understanding of just like man i respect the person that made it that far because i know how hard it was for me to even make it a a, a thousandth of, of a you know of a percent That's of the way facts yeah like i have so much respect for these dudes especially because i know most of these guys started off 
and are still indebted to other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about the process. And I, I'm geeking out. You know? <laughs> but like, this is the stuff I could geek out with you yeah, about, okay, though. Okay. This ain't movies. <laughs> you don't like art? You can't perceive art? Um, so, think about somebody like Bezos or Elon or whatever. Any of these celebrity billionaires. There's mm-hmm. so many more billionaires, but. The first step to creating your masterpiece is borrowing money. Like, let's just see how much money we can borrow or we can get siphoned into us so that we can get to the next level. Right. right? And originally, yes, you're going to pay yourself. So you make a pretty decent salary for however long. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then blah. But if it works... That money's not all yours. Like you gotta, you're right. like you gotta <coughs> pay that pay, back with you interest. Pay it back with some interest. But then, let's say you get to that level where your business is flourishing, but your ideas are larger than your income. So it's like, okay, we need even more money. Right. We need even more people donating and investing and all this stuff into this business. So you get, you turn your business into a public entity right and now everybody's dumping money into you and now you're indebted to a hundred thousand people and not just a small group of people right i think about that all the time you are in debt to me you're in debt to whoever it is that got on robin hood and said you you bought a stock like imagine if everybody pulled their money out of tesla out of amazon out of this other that they would just go in shock Mm -hmm. they have reserves but they probably would blow through that pretty quickly. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like just believing so much in your idea that, yes, I will allow people to take their hard-earned dollars and invest it in me, to me is so freaking scary. It's scary, dude. Like It's a responsibility. Oh, man. And then like. Being responsible for 100,000, 200,000 people that work for you. Right. I think there's 800,000 Amazon employees. Something like that. I think it's closer to a million. Let's see. It grew a lot in the last... Um, because I don't think they laid anybody off during COVID. I don't think so. Total Amazon employees... Like 900 something. It's, it, it grew a lot. It's 1.29. Oh, so it's over. So it's almost 1.3 million people. That think work. about how many lives that changes. Because the 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 the... Lowest paying job at Amazon, I think, is like fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, and I know my boy is a manager for Amazon. Mm -hmm. He started in like he lived he lived in Philly, was working in Jersey. Now he moved to Miami, still working with Amazon. It changed his life. Like he is, uh, you know, has a wife, two beautiful daughters. Like he's able to do whatever he wants because of the lifestyle Amazon has given him. He works, I think. Three or four days a, a week gets three or three or four days off. Wow! Um, so he gets to raise his daughters. He works night shifts on the weekends and stuff. Super so like, crazy. so it's like completely changed his life. And and you know, I'm sure it's hard work. And you know, during the whole COVID thing, there was a lot of drama about uh, I guess work situations or work. Um, what's it called? Like the surroundings at work and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but workplace safety, I guess exactly. But if you only focus on the negatives, or like if you outweigh the negatives, like in the sense you weight them higher than realizing what the monstrosities a, of the positives are. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> you know, I, I think about what AOC did by you know not allowing you know 
Amazon to go to, to her district or whatever it was. She did that? Yeah. Like, that was one of the things she ran on and, like, didn't let them because she, she felt like Amazon won. Um, I think it was more about, like, ruining businesses around there or something like that. But the amount of jobs and well-paying jobs and the amount of lives that would have been uh, changed in her district is incredible. You know, I would love for Amazon to open up anywhere near me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just every it, it, it makes everything better. Like, property values are going to go up. Like, um, you know, just the quality of everything's going. So many jobs are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to be happier. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I know it's not a perfect thing. I know, like, you know, there's flaws with every business and, you know, obviously the, the main thing of a corporation is to make money. So sometimes at the expense of making more money, there's some humanitarian things that are that are let go of or like, you know, some if somebody's winning, that means somebody's losing as well. But mm-hmm. overall, I think they get a worse name than than they deserve than they deserve. Well, you know what? I think like I think the difficulties of saying, oh, they're going to shut small businesses down, blah, blah, blah. Look, the world is adapt or die. In general, right, right. So if it's if it's not Amazon, it's Walmart, right. If it's not Walmart, it's Target. If the it's government. not government, if it's not them, <laughs> it's the government. Right. You know, like I don't know if you guys have heard of taxation to death, or uh, like this is the things that happened two administrations ago. You know, and you can always blame somebody else for like, yo, they shut my business down. Like I had an Uber driver who had a. a uh, language interpretation business mm. and he scaled it up to being worth about four million dollars wow and the government forced some form of regulation and shut his entire business down and now he's an uber driver and he had it on his heart like bro i ran a four million dollar entity and i made he made it happen in three years mm. and for the government to come because what ended up happening i believe he told me, somebody would have to go look it up, but he told me that the government started their own leg of medical interpretation, so they cut out all private entities. Wow. And so, of course I felt bad for him, and at the same time I was like, bro, you created a company. You saw a need somewhere, and uh, you created a solution for it. So if I were you, I would just think about that Think about that in that general way and then try it again somewhere else. And he was like, I never thought about it like that. I just thought like, oh, I started this thing. The government shut me down. I'm done for. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, you're not done for. Because the thing is, you're a human being who has an eyeball to see problems. And if you see a problem, solve it. And the skill set to create, obviously, a business that could thrive and grow and expand and stuff like that. You know, and so it's pretty crazy, you know, just talking to people in the most simplistic ways mm. and and then they're like whoa once you know? again easy to make other people's life simple more difficult to create it's yeah, great yeah. to make your own right but but too like at the same time too like i think it's about creating the left and the right turns you know how do i how do i get somewhere and you can look at a, a place like right down the street you could look at it and not know how to get there mm-hmm Right, because in your vision, it's right there, but there's a wall there, there's a building there, there's another building there. So in order for me to get there, I have to create some kind of path, right, to get there. And uh, sometimes 
we create paths that are entirely too complex. And I think that's what happens to me sometimes. I, the moment that I made things less complex, the more things started working out. For sure. You know, it's like I, w- I was, to, to give you an example, like I was ready to do anything and everything for anybody as long as a camera was in, involved. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, wait, let me strip 98% of this away. Let me just strip it all away. And the moment I did that, it was like, and one of the, my mentors, um, he told me this and I tell other people this, go niche or go broke. That's a form of like, yo, simplify everything. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. You know? And once he said that to me, I was like, oh, snap. Ah. Hmm. (laughs) You know? And it's, it's the way of life. A doctor who specializes in. Ear, nose, and throat, that's all they do. Right. But guess what? That's how they make their money. Exactly. They're not going to do brain surgery. They're not going to go do spine surgery. They're not going to do that. They do one thing. Specialists. It's crazy. You know what I forgot? I, I think we, you know, we forgot to do was acknowledge why Chris isn't here right now. Girl. <laughs> well, Chris is at the border right now. Chris is at the border things. right now. So, so Chris found out that Joe Biden... <laughs> Wanted to plug up some of the holes in the border, mm. the wall. Yeah. Which is true. And Chris said, Adios, mio. What <laughs> I don't think that's all right. So he went down there, got himself a picket sign, got himself a bandana, and is out there and some just tamales. doing what he got to do, <laughs> passing around some Conganas media shirts. <laughs> And making sure that everybody's okay. It's a little hot. It is. Passing around the... Latino water. The pat. <laughs> Passing around the Latino water. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris will be back maybe next week. <laughs> we don't know what's happening with Chris. Chris, you need to fix your garage. Yeah, man. I, I think he's at some tequila festival, though. You think so? Yeah, I know so, actually. How do you know that? Because he told me. A tequila festival? Yeah, I guess his mom's in town, right? So oh, his mom is the, in yeah, town. Yeah, he went to a tequila festival. Shout out to Sylvia, man. That's my yeah, dog. Yeah, out near the beach somewhere. You know, Chris does like him some tequila. But mm. now that Chris is slightly older and a little bit more mature, he likes... Drinking it with his pinky out. Yeah, like <laughs> Modelo's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's talk ratchet stuff. So, Yo, can we before we go ratchet, you been watching these Olympics or no? And you know it started. Exactly. You know how many people have been saying that. And you know, th- so obviously how everything goes political, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this movement that are, you know, the people on the right that are like, oh, it's because, you know, the Olympics are going broke, you know, going woke. So you go woke, you go broke type of thing. There's all of these mm-hmm. like politics going on and whatnot, whatnot. But the Olympics happens every four years, right? And this year it happened with the extra fifth year right Mm -hmm. so five years ago was the olympics think about how much has changed technology wise and how we consume media how we watch things in the last five years so many people don't have cable anymore right right and where will we know about the olympics and all that kind of stuff it's all from the ads the commercials you'd see it a million times where it's going to be what time the shows are going to be all that kind of stuff 
now if you don't have cable, like you don't have cable, I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. How are you really gonna know? Like I don't like I've seen so many people on social media be like, how am I supposed to watch the Olympics? Like trying to figure out where to watch it at. No, nah, but the thing is, first of all, I, I normally I don't really watch the Olympics in mm-hmm. general. Um, granted, the last time the Olympics was on television, I was twenty five, so. Maybe I might be more interested in it now. I don't know. But we've heard so much about the Olympics coming up. Right. So much. They don't want black people doing this. They don't smoking weed. This, that, 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 that. Every five seconds, there was a new story about the Olympics. We saw KD. They're singing happy birthday to him at the Olympics. Like, all this stuff about the Olympics. And yet, the difficult thing is they can't sell us the Olympics. Right. So, I, I actually think that they're just doing it on purpose. What do you mean? Uh, first of all, there's a large group of people that just don't want to watch it. Like they say that it's racist. They don't want to watch it. Second, there is, um, there's people testing positive. Yeah. I saw that story, Mm -hmm. um, in the Olympics and they're just not letting them participate at all. So it just seems like the bubble Olympics, like, eh, it's happening, but like, nah. So it's the, and it's crazy because I feel bad because these athletes it's such an honor for them to yeah. be able to compete and there's just so much um drama with this Olympics. I just really hope it doesn't ruin it because these athletes are sacrificing for four now five years of their life and to have it just be ruined because of so much political selfishness and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, come on, man. Like, Shoot, I don't know. I wasn't going to watch it anyway. I, I may, maybe I watch, um, I used to, I really, like to really like the track and field, track and field, swimming, gymnastics. I think we're all dope. Team USA just lost today uh, what, what, to for France. Real? Yeah. The first time in 24 years that the team USA, um, lost Basketball? in the first, yeah. Basketball. To France? Yeah. Who's on the French team? Um, Rudy Gobert, uh, Evan. He was out there making fun of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he sure was. Yo, get, yo, get Rudy Gobert <laughs> deported, bro. Get out of here. Whoa. Yeah. He lost. What was the score? They lost by like eight or something like that. Kevin Durant was playing? Yeah. He went like 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah. Who else is on the team? A lot of people. Um, oh, on the American team. Bam Adebayo, uh, Drew Holiday. Um, KD is there. Uh, Something tells me they're not really. It's not like all superstars. Like LeBron isn't on the team. Obviously, he's uh, AD's not there. Um, they're hurt. Yeah. Hurt, like recovering stuff like that. Um, Something tells me that they're not. That the team USA is just kind of blah about it. I don't know if it's that as much as. The rest of the world is caught up, man. Think about just in the NBA how many international players there are now. There's just a lot. Like people don't even realize they're 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 um for like they play international because they just expect them, oh, they play in the NBA, they're American. Nah man, they're playing another team. Oh. Yeah, right? Wall No, 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 because I know my boy uh um Giannis. Yeah. Know, he's, he's from Greece, right? Greece, yeah. And then um like Lucas you know, plays for Slovenia. He's one of the best players in the league. That's like, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, him, I saw him get rocked um, a couple months ago. He, he was telling that story. Of, I waited for LeBron. 
And then he lost the game. I was like, man, bro, don't tell me stories and then lose. <laughs> <laughs> he lost bad, dude. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Ah, uh, well, I miss too bad. I really don't like when Team USA loses. Yeah, India got, got a silver medal in weightlifting. Women's. Women's? Yeah, man. India? Yup. Whoa. Yeah. That's kind of random. Yeah, man. India, India, for as many people as it is, doesn't have a lot of medals, but they're starting to they're starting to uh, jump up. Went weight lifting. Yeah, I have a question, but I don't really know how to ask it. Is it all? Uh... <laughs> Use your words. Uh... <laughs> uh, cisgendered women. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know. Okay. She is. Or actually, I don't even know if "cis" is the correct word. But, yeah. Okay. But she was born a female. Let's just put it that way. X X X Y chromosome. X X is a okay. woman. X Y is a man. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, moving on, yo. Moving on. So the Olympics is happening. I, right. Ain't nobody watching it. Shout I, out to America. Let's go, Team USA. Better come up with more more gold medals in China. Let's just put it that way. Yikes. Uh. So is the basketball team done? Nah. I mean, they're just in group group play right now, but. Oh, so ain't no medals. Not yet. Oh, first, yo, yo, when the medals are up, <laughs> we're gonna wash you. <laughs> they better. They ain't win one yet, huh? Yeah, huh? They ain't win one game yet, huh? This is the first game in the, in the Olympics. Oh, oh, so they all what? those other games are scrimmages. So this one is like they they need the first in the group, yeah. So like, the, I, I think they play different groups, and then the top teams make it to the like olympic tournament so we're still in though yeah but we're not knocked out not yet that's crazy mm. imagine the end just being like india and rough stuff <laughs> india basketball team ain't even in the olympics bro <laughs> come on come on bro i didn't even know they have women weightlifters <laughs> are they let me know. <laughs> let's go. Hey, let's talk about Haiti. What's Haiti got up in there? Nothing. Exactly. The last time we was in the Olympics, dude fumbled all over the place. <laughs> That's messed up. Did you did you see that meme where it was like uh, Team Italy walking into the Tokyo place, and it's all the dudes from Jersey Shore? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, man. I saw this meme because. Uh, Italy uh, won the Euro Cup this year, and oh. so like it was like talking about um like don't um it was some kind of like ironic ironic meme where it was ta- it was talking about like Italians don't um, talk with their hands. And it was like dot dot dot, and then it showed a video of the Italian team backstage, like when they're coming on for the second half, and all of them were like just talking. <laughs> <to> their <hands. laughs> they're like, <laughs> like every single one was like, hey, "What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> I was trying to tell you who was going to win." They don't that's about Jersey, me. bro. That's, yeah, that's it. But, this is actually Italian, oh. man. What are you talking about? Yo, yeah. Italy's a place I would love to go back to. I've been there since I was a kid. If I even, I haven't been to Europe, but it's definitely a place I want to go. Europe is alright, man. But I went in two thousand Europe pre to, to pre nine uh, eleven. I went in summer of two thousand. My mom took us for a, a, a good bit. We, <coughs> I want to say backpacked, but like just kind of went from place to place. Mm-hmm. We went to Netherlands. We went to France. 
um, quite quite a few places. I can't totally pack everything in my brain at the moment. How was your French when you were out there? So I speak French from Montreal, and uh, is that much different from French? From it is pretty different because some of the words are the same, but they have different meanings. Mm. Uh, so I remember saying something like, "I want some ice," and they were like, why is he talking about the window? <laughs> That's wild. I you know said what I'm saying? the window. It was like, that doesn't uh, even make sense. And it was, because I, I kind of got it, even uh-huh. as a kid, because it was like glass and uh-huh. like glass. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Okay, okay, so, okay. So I was like, ah, okay. And they also speak super fast. In France or in, in Montreal? In France. Uh, okay. They speak uber fast so it's like you know when you see spanish people and it's like or like people who speak spanish and they're like and they're amongst each other Mm. and you're like how the hell because even in english we don't even talk that fast right like ben ben shapiro talks super fast and even then we're like why does he talk so fast you know but in english it's just like yo i'm talking you know but i remember that being a clear thing like cake meant cookie you know cookie meant cake you know but on average like you're totally able to communicate you just Sometimes you get that little like, mm, or they'll be like, mm, you're not from here. Right. You know, we get what you're saying, but you have that like Canadian accent right. or something like that. And it was like, oh, that's cool. You know, um, but I was able to communicate when when they recognize that you're from somewhere else, but you're still a French speaker. They automatically speak slower. Oh, OK. It's like they just like something clicks in their brain and they're like, OK, got it. I heard in France, if you don't know how to speak French, they treat you, like, pretty rude. You know, there's this thing about French people being rude, and I can so see it. <laughs> <laughs> I can so see it. I, 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 it's something I've heard a lot um, at airports. Like, they're always like, French people are so rude. Um, It's funny, because when you go there, they're rather kind. Mm-hmm. You know, they're nice to me. I had a good time there. Um... But there is a certain like about them, you know. There's like this like prestige. arrogance, yeah. Like we're we're friends, mm. you know. And it's like, all right, buddy, <laughs> you know. Um, so I can see it, especially like I think that there's very little patience mm-hmm. with if you don't understand me, which I think even that correlates to people in New York. Like if you don't get me within. 30 seconds. We done. Yeah. Like, why are we talking? Right. You know, so I can definitely see that if they're like, yo, pick, pick that up. And then you're like, what? And it's like, whoa, <laughs> it goes from zero to a hundred really fast. Wow. Um, so I, 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 I get it. They're not How long did it take you to people. assimilate or like, uh, get the New York out of you when you moved to California? Well, I lived in Florida first. How long did it take you to get the New York out of you when you lived in Florida? Well, I lived I lived in Florida as a kid. So it's funny my cousin Steve told me the other day, he was like, "Bro, you still register like your personality is still one of a New York dude." That's what he told me. Yeah. But other times people are like, "Do you really southern?" You know? And so I think it just like depends. Florida's considered southern like as far as like what you quote unquote think of a southern type person. So that Florida is such a interesting state. South Florida is not the South. 
Yeah. It's not. It, it's technically the most southern thing. But yeah. It is not the south. It's south by location and direction, yes. but not necessarily. But it's by just filled culture. with old New Yorkers. Like that's all it is. <laughs> it's just filled with people from New York, people from Massachusetts, people who are tired of the snow. Mm-hmm. They went to Fort Lauderdale. They went to Miami, and then they had kids. North Florida, on the other hand, southern as hell. It's more like Georgia. Georgia, even if you get to Central Florida. So, like, when I moved to Melbourne, uh-huh. I remember people saying, we're going hunting in mud. And I, was, and I didn't have, think much about it. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but now that I think back, I'm, I started thinking about, like, I remember when I got a Confederate flag jacket as a gift. And it wasn't like they were trying to troll me or anything. Mm. It was just like, we got layers for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Here you go. And I got it and was just like, yeah. <laughs> you guys understand what this flag represents. Yeah, right? yeah. We we good? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, we got this cuz we love you, dude. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm going to just put this in my closet." Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate it. Like, I think we this shit on you, know, Appreciate y'all. <laughs> and I knew like there wasn't no true malice. malice yeah. Like it was yeah. just like just country people. That's just a culture. Know? Yeah, it's just country people and I love them. Like mm-hmm. uh Florida is just that interesting spot. Like, just the more north you go, the more south it gets. It's funny how um, states get pigeonholed by, like, certain, um, I guess, what's it called? Stereotypes. So, like, when you think Florida, you think Miami, right? When you think California, you think either (laughs) L.A. or you think um, San San Francisco, right? San Francisco. Those three spots. But if you go to, like, Central, where I'm from, Bakersfield... It's completely different than L.A. For sure. Or there's certain parts in California. I mean, California is one of the biggest states, right? So there's so many different, like, things in between all that kind of stuff. And that you explain Florida, it makes a lot of sense, too. But in my head, I'm thinking Florida. I'm thinking South Beach. I'm thinking Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. Everybody's dancing, speaking with an accent, eating food. A lot of flamingo dresses and... That's, <laughs> that's South Florida for sure. Right. Um, but people in a certain assume area that's the too. whole state, right? But it's yeah, not. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah. That's definitely not the whole state. Um, but Florida is just like a magical place, man, to be honest with you. Like, Central Florida is so dope, but South Florida is also so dope. Central Florida is dead. Like, there's not a. There's stuff happening, but it's kind of just like. Where know? are the Everglades at? Everglades. So that's the swamp. In, Man, where is the Everglades? Is it North? Florida? I think it's close to Miami because when I went, it was like a couple hours from Miami. We used to there used to be Ever Everglades Mall, I think, when I was growing up. But I I, I remember we uh, canoed that this girl that I was dating. We went there for my birthday before we were going to. Um, you was out there with these ladies. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like uh, we uh, we went canoe. She she was dope enough. We she got this canoeing trip on the Everglades. And we went and, um, dude, the mosquitoes that bite you there, dude, it is insane. Yeah. Florida. I grew up having just scars, scars and scabs from the mosquito bites in Florida. Um, Let's see. So the Everglades on the map, I have an Android, so just please. (laughs) It's it's taking a while for it to pop up. So, okay, I know where Lake Okeechobee is. And then you have the Gulf of Mexico, you have the Atlantic Ocean, and then you have the florida bay why it's kind of like difficult to really see where the everglades are but i guess it's in south i guess it's in the south 
Yeah, I figured because we went to Miami too, which wasn't too far away. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I didn't really do much of that stuff. Like I didn't go to the Everglades. I didn't go to. Uh, man, that's crazy. I haven't said that. You know, word. Like it's like, how do you even know what that is? <laughs> um, I haven't. I didn't go to um, the Keys. Which is a That's nuts, right? I think go. a lot of people that live in the certain state, like, I bet you there's so many people in California that's never been to Sequoia or never been to, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? And I've like, been here for 12 years. Yeah, and it's, like, so beautiful or, like, been to Joshua Tree or been to, like, been. you know, isn't that nuts? Like, yeah. like, I think a lot of times we take for granted where we live. Where we live. What's crazy is... I worked in the valley in Northridge for a few years, and there were people who are born and raised in the valley who'd never been to Hollywood and Highland. That's nuts, right? That's 30 minutes away. Yeah. And people come from all around the world just to see, to see that. that. And, and you're like, I don't even know how to get there. You're like, you can, take, you can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I live right next door to right. it. But, but you know what's crazy? And these are things that I am going to actively change. Uh-huh. Um, I've never been to Disneyland. What? I've never been That's to wild. Six Flags. I've never been to... I went to uh, Knott's Scary, but uh-huh. I've never been to Knott's Berry. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Universal on this side of the world. I've performed at Knott's Berry Farm like three or four times. What you mean? Yeah. So I went uh, for a dance tournament when I was younger. You know, the boy took first place and all that kind of stuff. Dance? And, uh, is that why your knees are so popping? Come on, man. <laughs> Um, and then we did in college. We did our um, Indian culture shows there. So I performed Whoa. that twice. Whoa! Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Um, I had a great time at Not Scary. Yeah, that's when they do everything backwards, right? All the rides they run run backwards. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, I didn't get on any of the rides, but just the production quality. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> Yo, I love it. As you said it, and you're like, um, just I like the way it. it. No, because I got that. Because you know, you expect because not Knott's Berry is not one of the big ones. No, it's just like it used to be. But then when Disney and Universal and all that kind of like, I knew about Knott's Berry because it was a show that I used to watch as a kid that they had special an, uh, annual episodes at Knott's Berry. Mm. So when I came out here, people were like, "Oh, Knott's Berry, you probably never heard of it." I was like, "No, no, no, I know." Col- Colby's Clubhouse used to go to Knott's Berry <laughs> every year. So I knew about it, and I didn't know how cheap it was, too, to go there. But um, I went there, and I expected really poor quality because it was like 30 or $40 to go. Yeah. And because, you know, Universal has the high-quality right. stuff. So when I went there— Disney does, too. Disney, another one. My friend just told me she took her kids out there. One ticket, a park hopper was like— one hundred and eighty dollars. Yo, Disney is out here robbing y'all. I'm gonna, rob, I'm gonna get and on too though. That doesn't even uh, include like food and stuff. Food, parking. Yo, one like turkey leg there when I went. This was years ago. It was like fifteen bucks. And you can you bring your own food or no? nah? You can't. Mm-mm. Rob. Not even your own water. What? Yeah. That's why they check your bags and everything. That's well. Whatever. Not my business. Not my problem. But oh yeah, you better take some money with you if you go into Disney. That's facts. That's facts. Um, but I went there expecting like cardboard cutouts of stuff, mm-hmm. and like when I got there, they had lights. They had different um, rooms. Yeah, like you go to, and each room, like they did it. There was real hay, real like flake, fake blood. I was like, 
whoa, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. That's why I like, even though it's a nerdy thing to say, I thought I was going to go in and get garbage. You yeah. know, just like some kids running around, some bad makeup. No, it was legit. And they had real shows and stuff like Knott's Berry, not scary, was top tier. I would There's like, even like a, a, Temecula's not too far from here, right? It's like hour and a half. Temecula's not far. Yeah. Like, yeah. Supposedly there's like really nice wineries there. I've never even. Oh, yeah. I never even knew that. I need to go to these things. Dude. I think some of the difficult things about some of these things is they're like relationship spots. You know, like a, this, a single guy going to Temecula Bruh, to drink you, wine. You of all people take every, like everything that is usually a relationship thing you do by yourself anyways. What do you mean? Well, you just spoke about couple episodes ago about that whole spa thing that you did. I definitely do that. Yeah. But I don't think of that as a couple thing. Yeah, it? it's definitely a couple thing. Oh, shit. I ain't never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I, but, you know, I, I've been saying my whole life. So, yeah. I'm going to do some of these things. True. But, yeah. I, but with drinking wine, like one time I did take a trip to some random place. Um, I went by myself. I, I think it was like Apple or something. I just drove anywhere. So I have a habit of doing this. I get on Google Maps. I zoom in on anywhere on the map and Let's I drive go. there. And I really enjoy it. the drive. Like driving to me is so peaceful. Yeah. I can drive for hours and hours and hours. And like sometimes I get in my car and just drive around the city. That's crazy. Yeah. I just really enjoy I see, it. I see you on your IG reel sometimes. Be posting on your IG stories. Just yeah. Like, oh. What's Kelly doing over here right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, most of the time now I'm busier. Yeah, you know, and I it I'm in different spots just because I'm in different spots. But there are times where I can legit drive six hours and just go. Like last year, me and my friend Jakia, we went to uh, San Francisco because I've been in L.A. since '09, never saw the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow! And so we got in the car, drove, thought. Spent the night there. Had a really, just really nice time. But that drive, it just does something to my brain. Mm. You know, where I'm like, just really enjoying it. So, uh, I, I got in the car and I went to some place that was a winery. And I had a good time by myself. But you get into this, like, zone where, like, the drive is fine. The experience at the top is fine. But then you want to, like, share it with somebody. Yeah. You're like... Uh, yeah, you're like, dang. Uh, it would be really cool if I could talk, tell this one joke that I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I lonely? <laughs> I feel like um, wine taste. I've never been wine. Have I been wine tasting? It's a good experience. I went there in Oklahoma. I actually don't know if I've been wine tasting. I don't think I have, but um, I feel like yeah, it is a couple thing or just all like a girls trip. Yeah, I don't feel like just all dudes could go nah, pull up. To you got to pull up in somebody. You got go to you gotta go to that brewery. He gets all dudes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to that brewery, and you can't even like you can't even like comment on the like this is actually really good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this would taste really good with? Yeah. Like yeah. pairing this with the real. <laughs> yo, yo, shut your mouth. <laughs> Never talk again. Yo, dude. we're just trying to get drunk. <laughs> But I went with this very nice lady. I went wine tasting in Oklahoma. Mm. And boy, did she teach me some things. She was like older than me. And she was like, eat this cracker. Drink this cup of coffee. You talked about this lady before. 
For those of you that are following, put two and two together about this Oklahoma lady. What you talking about? We talking about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I had a really nice time. <laughs> I had an Indian driver. <laughs> oh, man. Why is Kelby single? Somebody asked me that last night. Well, I asked you right now. Talk to me about it. Why are you single? Am I? Oh, snap. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> How do you not know it's your <laughs> life? <laughs> uh, you know why? Why? I think but you, hey, you hear how Kelby deflected? No, no, no I'm, I'm answering. Ah, Kelby deflected. No, no, I'm answering right now. Knees. <laughs> you want to pull this thing up? Yeah. Um. So, I think there's many things to it. A. Um. I didn't really grow up like talking to mad girls like that. So I think I have a little bit of an issue talking to people like in a romantic way. In what sense? Like being vulnerable or like flirting. But I'm also a little bit scared of like putting myself out there with other people only because like. I don't really want to. We'll, we'll be back after this break. Men on the Internet podcast. Find us on every podcasting app every Tuesday. Full episodes on YouTube every Thursday and clips on YouTube throughout the week. And trust me, we're going crazy.